I will never support a small business owner. I'm sorry. Mm. Or a woman. Something wrong. I hold my head. Ape juice gone. NFTs are dead. Mm. I called yeah. my girl. Wait. Okay, I'm into NFTs, so I, d- I didn't do the last part. Mm-hmm. Okay, folks. Five hundred percent NFTs. Three hundred and fifty thousand dollar apes are now available for one hundred and fifteen dollars. <laughs> buy. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> buy. There's never been a better time to buy low and sell high. It's a market swing in capitalism mm-hmm. that happens. But if you are looking to acquire an ape, either uh, cartoon, electronic, or maybe even real, apes have never been at a lower point. Now is your time to strike. It's and an this ape, is, Nadir. This is yeah. financial advice. That's right. Yeah, you're you're welcome to uh, Kramer's Corner or whatever the fuck that was called. Yes, Jim uh, Kramer. No, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to also the other Kramer, but that's not for the that's for the Patreon. That's right. <laughs> Kramer's Kramer's Corner Club. Folks, right. the LLCS position is officially go bananas and buy as many NFT apes as you can I, while they I, are cheap. I actually, uh, similar to a failing mattress store salesman, uh, I'm having a blowout sale, you know, <laughs> buy one, get five free oh, on all of my go. tokens, uh, yeah. on all of my, my Mr. Bean uh, oh, JPEGs. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> Their timing is amazing. Yeah, the Mr. Bean like animated series, the day that the Bitcoin or sorry, the NFT crash really started to gain traction. We're like, we're going to put NFTs up of Mr. Bean. That's like, yeah, good luck with that. I hope that actually is the only one that survives. That would I be still cool. have all of my um National Post stinky hands of capitalism. <laughs> That's right. And um I'm I don't know. I'm gonna hodl until until the day I die. I put in a good five dollars into those and uh i want to at least make double back so yeah you can make milton friedman and margaret thatcher fuck that's the secret easter egg in fact that's what you use the slurp juice for they do the hand thing where you're supposed to like put your hands together and make it look like a vagina they're they're doing the scissoring thing yeah yeah that's cool (laughs) and you know like sometimes when i'm alone at night just sort of staring up at my ceiling you know milton friedman's invisible hand uh comes to me in, in these these quiet moments alone he seems to have that invisible touch yeah that's mm-hmm. right that's what that song is about it was actually about a spiritual apparition of milton friedman jacking phil collins off <laughs> that would be so awesome that's why uh, in gta vice city stories he was on the run he was trying to flee invisible milton friedman <laughs> i wonder i wonder if the guy who was like they stole my apes. I wonder mm. if that guy is doing okay during all of this. Do, do you think he feels better? Oh, no. Like, that guy is completely bankrupt. <laughs> His <laughs> life is over. He may as well just, uh, you know, end it all and visit his apes in the carbon dioxide dreamland, you know? That's all he's got left. Man, I, I'm kind of excited, and I hope this bounces back. Because I think it would look really funny 
if uh, everyone had egg on their face for laughing at this, and then this becomes the big thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, this is actually stronger than ever. Krusty, why did you bet $500 on the Washington Generals? They were due. That's that's very much what this feels like. <laughs> NFTs, they were due. They're coming back, folks. That's why you need to buy all the apes you can fit in your grubby little hands right now. You know Do who not else delay. came back from the dead? Boom. Jesus. <gasps> and that no. only took like a few days, right? So yeah. by the time this episode is out, the NFT apes should be back and more resilient than ever. Yeah, this, this is one of the this isn't even Jesus. good financial advice at this point. Mm. That's what Jesus actually said to the lepers. He was like, if you give him one slurp juice, <laughs> that ape turns into universe ape or, or universe ape. Yeah, Three turned, slurp juice means minted apes. He, t- he turned water into slurp juice. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All the lepers are like, finally, I can now talk on the leper forums and people will know that I'm a big shot because I've got a little <laughs> hexagon in my name. Yeah, and yeah. he saw, he said unto them, "We're all going to make it." If you think about it, Jesus really <laughs> did elude like a perma ban. He is kind of like a forum griefer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a lot Jesus, of crazy ideas. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's a mod. Yeah, they well, they his dad's I- a mod. Oh, they IP okay. banned him, and then he got a VPN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 relocated. That's why he moved behind the rock. He's completely like, different IP. Actually, I'm European. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, this yeah, episode, and then, and then all of his followers, they just ended up starting all these different threads and not has, good. Has anyone seen Jesus? Jesus permaband. Yeah, they went on to r slash the Jesus and just uh, read for an hour. That's <laughs> actually, believe it or not, the Bible was actually set in Kekistan. That's the <laughs> real holy cradle for Christian yeah. civilization. <laughs> See, that's why Israel has it wrong, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> they don't realize that uh, the Holy Lands are actually deep in the bowels of B. <laughs> Could you imagine the bunch of Israelis trying to invade Kekistan? <laughs> <laughs> we need to force these people out of their homes. This we is heard our- this, <laughs> We heard of this magical land. It's, <laughs> it's the homeland of our people. <laughs> Just every Israeli gets really fat from eating chicken nuggets and mac and cheese because they took over <laughs> Kekistan. And all the friends are in open air <laughs> concentration camps. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, God. Uh, one of the great countries in the world. Kekistan, not Israel, for the record. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That, they uh, are our sister city. Well, <laughs> folks, you're, you're probably you're asking yourself, why is it that they're allowed to talk about Kekistan for this long? Mm-hmm. And the reason is Megan is not with us this week. That's true. Uh, she had to go see about some some beautiful young Australian gentlemen, and now you're left with three beautiful old mm-hmm. Canadian. Mm-hmm. It's funny I because the don't want to say gentlemen. The Boys. three the three Australian gentlemen. Their name is all also Dean. So like it's kind of a weird coincidence. That is weird. Oh, um, also I have. They're also they're also more beautiful than Dean. Speaking of Dean and speaking of Megan, uh, I'm thrilled to announce, I'm just pulling this up here. Uh, you may have seen Goop, our favorite wellness and living brand. Uh, mm-hmm. They've come up with a new product. And I'm telling you right now, this product is going to change Dean and Megan's life. I'm going to read okay. I'm gonna read the release. I mean, in the future, not so much right now, but maybe in a oh, couple okay. of years. Kind of like an NFT. 
Meet the diaper. Our new disposable diaper lined with virgin <laughs> alpaca wool and fastened Ooh, with amber gemstones what? known for their ancient emotional cleansing properties. True. Infused with scent of jasmine and bergamot for a revitalized baby. Dropping tomorrow at 11 a.m. for $120 for a pack of 12. What? I've been saying for years. They're disposable and they're, they have wool and gemstones well, yeah, on they're, them? They're goop diapers. You know, I've been saying for years that babies aren't passing the vibe check and <laughs> they really need to be cleansed. And so I'm really glad that someone's taking the rain on that one. Yeah. yeah. Have is, you guys seen uh, baby chiropractors? Is that a thing yes, that people yeah. do now? It's oh, horrible. You like baby adjust a, a child, like a newborn spine. It's so cool. <laughs> Snapping a newborn spine. This is all a long Oh con. my God. You would just fold it like a pita. <laughs> a knife, knife through butter. It takes so much willpower <laughs> to be one of those men who gracefully snaps the back of a child without murdering it on purpose. Yeah, that, that, that's why that's why I pushed to get rid of Roe. That was actually the baby chiropractic industry. Yeah, <laughs> they were the taking fuck? their business. <laughs> if anybody's actually going to kill babies, it's yeah. Us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing King Solomon shit over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, you don't like your baby. You want you wish your baby could stay young forever. No problem. I'll break it in half. Now your 18 month old is two nine month olds. Before we uh, move on from this topic. Did you guys see the row thing where they were like, we need more babies for yeah. adoption? Yes. Yeah. yeah the, Did you see uh, that? They're I getting hungry. Mitch McConnell said the, the domestic birthing stock or something along those lines. Yeah. 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 Unon making, is real. I'm making they, eating motions, folks, for you at home. <laughs> uh, like, like, uh, what is it? Saturn and his son? Yeah. Well, it's my intention to devour every baby in the United States of America. We can't do that if they're killing all the babies. Just, <laughs> Your McConnell is good. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that, man. Uh, so it's like McConnell, Joe Biden, every old white guy that gives crazy amounts of dick, I can do an impression mm. of. Yeah, yeah, and they always sound like um, their glands hurt twenty four seven. Yeah, Mitch it's, McConnell, a, it's a glandular voice. I mean, did you see that picture yeah. from like last year of his hands, and they're just like yeah. all bruised up and like decaying? <laughs> Pur- purple hand McConnell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's yeah. They they watched Cronenberg's um, The Brood for the first time, and they were like, "Wow, she really liked that. That was really good. That was really good for her and everybody." <laughs> uh, you know what? You gotta. At the end of the day, Mitch won. He won. Yeah. He got everything he ever wanted. And, uh, well, most of what he wanted. He still doesn't have quite the supply of children. That's going to take a little bit of time. But uh, eventually, he is just going to be snacking on them like they're, you know, it's like it's like you pop a Pringle. Well, he's going to be just pulling yeah. babies out no, of his like. You, you can't have snack. just one. <laughs> um, thankfully, in Canada, during this upcoming provincial election, Nobody cares about abortion, right? Yeah. Right? Finally. I, I only think that's kind of true. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure I a lot of them I have a track record of being really fucked up with lines. abortion. But yeah. Should we should we dive into the meat and potatoes? Yeah, of course. Of, of this week. So, folks, we have been studiously avoiding talking about the provincial election that's upcoming. Uh, I think be sure. I just want to stress. Right now, voting starts in, I think, September. So be sure to get to your voting, your polling place uh, in September. Don't listen to anyone else. Early voting doesn't work. They just throw those out. That said, we decided we would walk you through all of the the lesser 
parties. I know we sort of we talked about the big dogs a couple of weeks ago, the Ontario Freedom Party. Or oh yeah, the Ontario party. party and New Blue. Put some respect on their name. I refuse. They're to. taking anti-Semitism to a new level. <laughs> Something we have been trying in vain to do. So yeah, we're gonna walk you through the the four major parties that are you know duking it out, having a slugfest, trying to win your hearts and minds. And, you know, you might have never, I know a lot of people are familiar with the Ontario party now because of our episode, which was mandatory listening for every single person in Canada. Uh, But we've got some, we've got some parties you might have never heard of. We got something called the Liberals. And you know what? We got their friends, the PC party, because what goes better with Liberals than freaking PC (laughs) gold? Uh, anyways, we also, <laughs> we also have the Green Party, comprised mostly of uh, baby-faced little cherubs and then barred up Elizabeth May. I'm sure she's still got her claws in there somehow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, Always. Uh, and the NDIP, the Loser Party for Losers, led by two-time, three-time loser? How many times has it been? Many times. Impossible to count. Multiple-time loser. Uh, I'm sure she's very nice. The Elizabeth Warren of Ontario. Andrea Horvath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? Yeah. Like just kind of just kind of on the on the edge. Teetering on the edge just to the point where it makes everyone upset. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like this <laughs> un- unlike Elizabeth Warren though, Andrea Horvath hasn't like posted videos with her fat, like burrito eating pig dog. So <laughs> until, <laughs> until she Is that a thing? that. Yeah, did you not see the video of uh Elizabeth Warren's like Elizabeth Warren's dog Bailey, which she got big structural Bailey. This yeah. is old news. Got oh, so I didn't fat. know about this. Yeah, it was great. Oh, Anyways, good for uh, her. We've got an election, a miserable, miserable provincial election coming up June second, this year of our Lord, two thousand and twenty-two, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna go over in some cases major party platforms. In the case of one party in particular, uh, there's no platform, but <laughs> who to thunk it? Uh, you could probably guess which party that is. I feel like you have a good idea of which of those four parties could just big dick and get away with it. Is there anyone who would like to start with their provincial party? Yeah, sure. I can do that. Oh, baby. So uh, the one that I decided to do a bit of research on is the Ontario NDP party, which is, as Jesse mentioned, led by Andrea Horvath. Um, I think we've we've come to the conclusion that it is Horvath. Horvath, yeah. Or Horwath. <laughs> no, Hor- Horvath is, I think, correct. I thought it was Horvath, too. Yeah. Um, first off, bad person to choose. You should change your last name because <laughs> if I don't know, then nobody knows. And nobody <laughs> wants to, nobody's confident enough to say it. You know what I mean? Do you think the average Ontarian can pronounce that? No. No. I can't like, even pronounce it. Doug I'm Ford like in the, the 99th percentile. Yeah. Like Doug Ford is the perfect name. It's eight letters total between two <laughs> words. Yeah. And it's two lot, syllables and there's two O's. So there's really yeah. only like what? Seven letters. Yeah. And it, it's one of like the 500 words that the average Ontarian knows. Yeah. yeah. So the NDP <laughs> led by Andrea Horvath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are they uh, looking like? How are they doing? Well, I'll go over uh, some of their platform first, and then uh, I'll talk about some of the spicy news that they have. Um, so their platform right now is very much focused on, I would say, two, no, three major things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is 
increasing the amount of schools that uh, are in Ontario. They want to just add more uh, rooms for uh, students as well. Like those are those are two pretty major ones. They, as far as I could tell, oh yeah, they're they're talking about university specifically as well. Um, and and elementary schools so nothing about high schools necessarily uh but that being said that's that's usually the case um high schools aren't super on anyone's priority a lot of the time so they're talking about making sure that universities uh are more affordable for people as well as elementary schools uh class sizes get reduced and Mm -hmm. how to do that is to increase the number of schools that are Mm -hmm. in ontario uh the other thing that they want to do is work on the healthcare system in Ontario, but very specifically, and this also ties into my last point, very specifically in Northern Ontario, most of their platform is focused on revitalizing Northern Ontario. And um, I think not only is it because it makes sense, it's, it's a whole section that gets completely forgot about during provincial elections. Um, even federal elections. But uh, I think also because Doug Ford had promised to do so in his first campaign, the one that he won in 2018, a lot of it was based on bringing more jobs, uh, reinstating the Northlander, which is the uh, railway line up north, Mm -hmm. as well as um, making sure that there's more hospital access and uh, less wait times for surgeries, which is a huge problem in northern Ontario. He promised all that and hasn't worked on a single one of his promises. Uh, (laughs) But only Doug can get it done surprise surprise um yeah not not a single one and so um the ndp have decided like i said on one hand it's it's very much a practical thing because of course all of ontario should probably be on the same page for infrastructure mm-hmm. but on the other hand it also undermines doug ford's current position which was to well he won for quite a few different reasons but one of the main tenets and one of the main promises that he had during his 2018 run was that he would uh, revitalize Northern Ontario. And he's completely neglected that during his whole entire time. And, and, and hasn't, I don't think, has said anything further on that, even in this run mm-hmm. uh, with his platform. Um, and so with that, I saw um, there was like a Northern Ontario-based debate the other day that had... Um, What's his name? Del Duca. Oh, my boy. Andrea Horvath. And uh, I'm not sure who else was there. I'm not sure if everyone was there. I don't remember. Those are the only two people I saw in the clip that I witnessed. But she uh, got a huge applause by telling people that the Northlander, which is um, a railway that goes north-south across Ontario, Mm -hmm. would be um, reinstated and how that would help with uh, supply transportation in all like across all of Ontario, as well as with um, patient transportation for um, hospitals and stuff like that. And 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 she she actually got quite the reaction from the crowd, which was um, good for her because most of the time she gets shut out pretty easily. Yeah, uh, a lot of people aren't a very big fan of Andrea Horvath. A lot of the time, it has to do with not only comparing her to previous NDP campaigns. Mm. But also because of her ties to 
like different pretty major institutions in Canada that are um, counter the, they they go against what the NDP says their values are. Mm. So things like some major banks that uh, lobby for her as awesome. well as yeah yeah and and like ties to different like pretty major landlord uh, groups and and these things like I said they they go against pretty common conception of what the NDP is supposed to be. So then a lot of NDPers get upset. Mm. Right. I don't think that her platform is very strong on anything in particular. I think I think it's very uh, specific. I think it's practical. I think it's it's very logistics based, uh, which isn't a bad thing. But I think at the same time, when it comes to a lot of the issues that we have in Ontario, focusing on one particular area's infrastructure, I don't think is enough. I think Mm -hmm. you have to do that with everything else that's going on, such as the really intense inequality that we're currently living in. And, um, and just like the ever impending doom of, uh, ecological collapse. (laughs) Okay. Hear me out though. Now, theoretically, if you were to just pave over all of the ecology and the environment, then it couldn't flood, right? Dean? Uh, no, sort of the exact opposite. Uh, are you sure? What if it's the exact opposite of your exact opposite? So therefore, it's the thing I said. Now, no, but I, I'm saying that on opposite day. So oh, oh he okay. Said it either on opposite way, day. we can agree that only Doug can get it done. And he's going to stop <laughs> the ice caps from melting by paving over them because you can pave over water. People don't know this. They won't tell you this. <laughs> the mainstream media won't tell you this because they're extremely unfair to him. But he's going to turn the green zone into the gray zone and. Uh, no ecological disaster if there's no ecological. Mm-hmm. Bye bye, Matt Damon. So I have I have another fun thing about the NDP, which is uh, we know that they all love to just do the Spider Man pointing at each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they ever. That's that's their favorite thing ever. So the Hamilton East Stony Creek MPP got ousted in March. His name is Paul Miller. Uh, and they they kicked him out of the party for a pattern of troubling behavior that he and sorry and that he may harbor Islamophobic, homophobic, and racist views. Now they didn't follow up on that other than just kicking him out of the party. They didn't ask for anything in return, which is fair because like what what do you do in that type of situation? Uh, it also wasn't necessarily a massive scandal it was very much like hey you're on a couple of these facebook pages that are really fucked up and so we have to boot you from the party um that guy paul miller is now (laughs) he is now uh suing the ontario ndp for 1.3 million dollars sorry for 1.3 million dollars in damages that he says were a breach of his contract and a breach of duty of good faith, conspiracy and discrimination, and that he was discriminated against on the grounds of age, marital status and family status. I get discriminated on for those things all the time. Now, (laughs) I'm going to assume that what he means by that is that he was discriminated against because he is a straight white male. The most persecuted group, other than conservatives. <laughs> but how he says it is that it was on the grounds of age, marital, and family status, which is genius. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they hate me because I love my wife too much. 
when really it was because he was like participating in Islamophobic Facebook groups. Um, so he's suing for 1.3 mil. And um, I think the the thing that the reason why I bring this up, even though it seems really frivolous and really goofy, is that this is, again, a classic NDP can't even get their foot off the ground without running into all of these horrible <laughs> rocky situations just all these rakes hitting them in the face <laughs> yeah like so it doesn't awesome. matter they can they can have as little notoriety as possible they could have been a facebook page with 10 likes on it and nine of those people would have been like you have slighted me and i am going to sue you for 10 billion dollars for what you've done to my family and it's always going to be that way always no matter what yeah, um, I think it's I nice. If- they filled the niche of the federal Green Party of just like this complete disaster that keeps like imploding on itself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it, like it's- watching a guy roll down a hill for like four years. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so awesome. It's one of those things where I'm just like, I don't know what like what is this a symptom of the party itself is it something they brought upon themselves is it because mm-hmm. their current leadership it's the loser it party. always been like this and we just didn't know this. Um, but it, it, it seems like it's, it's consistent and constant. It's like, like you said, it is like the federal greens where we were watching anime Paul just uh, get rocked every week with crazy headlines. I miss her so Even much. things that oh, she didn't God. do. It was <laughs> yeah. just like pointing at her and being like, and also, did you remember that anime Paul is now the head of the green party? Oh man. So, uh, it sounds like we're portending doom for the ndp then it doesn't seem like they're going do you think they're where andrea horvath is going to be our next premier i would be the one okay so there's two obviously two options either she is or she isn't that's a stupid thing for me to say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but either because they are doing pretty well in the polls so either it continues and people just completely overlook this or it's another one of those situations like the Ray days oh, where yeah. everyone's going to be like, no matter what happens, it was all her fault specifically <laughs> and not the party's structure as a whole mm-hmm. and who they try to appeal to and how they flip back and forth between trying to be like radical workers rights activists and just like fucking, I don't know, yups. Um, and you know, instead of looking at themselves internally, everyone's either going to point at leadership, kind of like what they did with Green Party, mm. where they were like, it was Elizabeth May. Elizabeth May is outed. It's anime's Paul's fault. Like, it's, it's her. she fucked it up. I think it's going to be the same thing. Instead of looking at how the NDP fundamentally can be flawed in that how they're trying to encompass people is kind of backward. They're trying to be as open as possible to get as many people into the party rather than being very specific in their fundamentals. You know, it's going to be exactly the same situation where instead of people coming together and being like, this is the actual problem with the party. Everyone's just going to point at the leader and be like, yeah, they fucked it. It's their fault. They weren't cool enough. They didn't have charisma or make good enough tweets. Well, that is also true. (laughs) Yeah. She's (laughs) also kind of like pretty boring. Right. Yeah. She's she's got like a school teacher energy, but not like the cool school teacher, like, you know, the the supply that you despise. Yeah. 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 And not even for any real reason do you dislike them. It's just that you understand that they are weak and that like, you you know how like you you would have a supply who was just like sort of thin skinned 
and like you as like a classroom of well how many kids are in a class now like 45 uh, 76 yeah yeah yeah, yeah like so like 76 like 12 year olds can just like ruin this grown-ups day and the mm-hmm. high that you feel off of that i feel like it's a similar vibe <sighs> Put it easy in my target brains. you know yeah. like it's always it's always going to be an easy target always no matter what and um, we're just here to pile on. <laughs> speaking, you know what, yeah. Dean? I think, wh- why don't you do the greens next? We we should do, we'll get the two loser parties out of the way. Okay, well, that's the difference, my dear friend, is that this is a winner party. Oh, uh, no. It's just, uh, depends on how you define winning. <laughs> okay. uh, I define so, it as being in power. Okay, okay well. Uh, I define it as that. not losing. <laughs> yeah. Well, hear me out, though, because, okay. like, while federally... The Green Party has been all but scattered to the four winds by uh, Israel's fiercest warrior. Isekai Paul. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anime Japanese cartoon Paul. Uh, But uh, in the province, the Greens, it's uh, to the moon. You know, nowhere to go but up. Well, yeah, that is true. (laughs) In 2009, Mike Schreiner uh, became the party's leader. And in the last election, in 2018, he became the Greens' first MPP ever elected to Parliament. Good for him. Also, it's it's a very we- weird election. He was like, uh, he got a lot of endorsements, uh, most notably by the Toronto Star, who like fought for him pretty viciously uh, and were like condemning when he wasn't invited to debates and stuff. So I, I don't know like what friends he has over there. He won with 45% of the vote. In Guelph, and th- this is the craziest thing. That election in 2018 marked the first time that there have been MPPs from four different parties wow. since the 1950s. Okay. Oh. So, you know, like, that's that's pretty good. That's the Greens, you know, sprouting up out of the con- concrete. Mm. God love them. Uh, I don't like it only took them after this, out. though. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, I've I've got some some color commentary on your friend and mine, Mike. He's actually an American. He was born in Kansas. Ooh. Yeah, I know. And uh, he just he came over here when his wife got like a U of T professorship. And, yeah, keep <laughs> um, keep the booze coming. Yeah. He's a business major, uh, uh, oh, entrepreneur. Fuck. Small business guy. Oh, that's the worst part. <laughs> He's founded like multiple businesses around like Toronto and Guelph that are all centered around like bringing like organic, <sighs> local grown food to consumers. Sure, whatever. Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, fine. fine. So I was like looking, I was like, there's got to be something juicy or something like dirty or there's really not. He's just like sort of like a cr- crunchy granola entrepreneur guy. He's been with the Greens for a long, long time now. And uh, yeah, now now he's he's shining in the spotlight. You what do you mean? Oh, go Dean, ahead, Dean, I don't, I don't appreciate you saying that there's nothing important about this man and then ending it off with him being a crunchy granola man. Because I think being gay and representing in politics is very important, okay? So, like, I don't mm. know. I think that you should uh, put more weight into the that statement. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she teaches at U of T. <laughs> No, I, I like well, the idea that you think anyone who eats granola is gay, though. <laughs> I mean, statistically, you're just going to get it right at some point. That's yeah. true. It's just like that's such like a 1965 thing to believe. <laughs> uh, Dean, so all right, is it safe to say we're going to see a green wave this election? Um, Mike Schreiner I, as God Emperor. 
Oh, that'd be sick. Honestly, of all of the possibilities, I can't think of a better one. Uh, like, uh, just going through their policies, there's like three main tenets, uh, of, of their plan. The first of which, uh, that they emphasize is actually mental health care. Okay. Um, yeah, they've been riding that for, uh, Ontario's campaign for quite a while, actually. Yeah. I remember that many, many years ago was, that was, yeah, no, and it makes sense. Like, you know, like everyone knows about it because of the bell commercials. Mm. So, uh, (laughs) it's, it's a good thing to hit your, like, no one's getting pissed at you, uh, for this. There's nothing more Canadian than um, bell let's talk. (laughs) That's right. But yeah, like their, their main concern is, uh, affordability and access, uh, to healthcare, trying to subsidize that specific emphasis on uh, like teenagers and children seems nice seems pretty standard nothing really uh, stuck out to me Uh, they want to uh, build uh, like 60,000 supportive like halfway houses for people struggling with addiction which is pretty cool sick actually yeah seems seems pretty just generally nice with nothing uh, too revolutionary or interesting when it comes to their second platform uh the housing crisis i think there's a little more meat on the bones here they are emphasizing it's a it's a very green it's a very crunchy thing uh the 15 minute neighborhood where everyone can like bike and walk places which is something that i emphatically agree with the average uh ontarian does not give a fucking shit about that but you know, still pretty nice if you're, you know, a weirdo eco-nut uh, like yours truly. They talk about wanting to build uh, 100,000, you know, affordable housing units. We could, you know, I'm sure the three of us could argue for hours about whether we need to be building any housing at all or just, uh, I don't know, seizing the housing that's going unused. Or seizing um, the homeless people. Now that. A mm. little bit of both, right? Meet us in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like we're going that way. But <laughs> only Doug can get uh, it done. Yeah, they they also at the same time talk about trying to stop subsidized sprawl of, you know, these godless subdivisions that just grow out and out and out from the GTA and from, you know, any major metropolitan area, which is great. Uh they also uh talk about how we they want to protect uh, a number of like wetlands, water sources, forests, farmlands, stuff like that, and just like make sure that no one can develop there, which sounds cool. They also mention their strategy number six, which is addressing speculation to put homes for people first, which sounds great. Uh, again, not as much teeth on this as you want. It's a little better than uh, Trudeau just passing the buck to, oh, it's, it's foreign uh, investors are the problem uh, mm-hmm. in our housing market. But yeah, they want to just increase taxes for uh, homes that are vacant to make it less of a cash cow for investors. They want to uh, make it more difficult to do short-term rental like Airbnb stuff in Toronto basically limit it to primary residence. So like if you want to have an Airbnb, mm-hmm. you have to live in the build it like in the home that you're renting out, which yeah. if that was uh the case would be insanely cool and good. Uh, they should do that so, for uh landlords too. Uh I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh their final strategy for their housing section is providing stability and security for renters, 
and landlords. <laughs> yeah, Yay. You, you have to be fair. Um, they they talk a lot about like they want to regulate uh, rent hikes year to year. Uh, uh-huh. They want an effective vacancy control system. They want to make it easier for renters to come with complaints. Lot, lots of good stuff. I like it's weird. I'm reading through like they're they keep stressing again that they're protecting tenants and landlords. But at least the stuff that they're mentioning in this document, nothing seems to specifically help landlords, which is good. But I don't know whether that's, you know, some under the rug shit. Who's to say? But all in all, their housing stuff is in the right direction. I guess it's I'm lukewarm on it, but that's just me. Finally, they have their climate plan, which is the shortest of all of the plans that they have. <laughs> I Like there's a, a pretty keen de-emphasis on the environmental aspects of the Green Party uh, through the website that I've been looking through, which I guess makes sense. Like, you know, you've got eco nuts in the bag already. So try to branch out. But the one thing that I, I would, will just note about their, their climate plan is uh, how relatively tame and unambitious it is like they want to be carbon neutral by 2045 which by that point like world global temperatures will have increased by like three degrees uh and it's like basically useless at that point if you're the green party in my opinion just fucking go hog wild say that you're going to be stringing up uh people who own hummers like on fucking uh, I was trying to name a street in Toronto and I forgot a name. Dundas. There you go. <laughs> yes. I think that, that would, would actually be, cool. be awesome. <laughs> For the Green Party, I think that their climate uh, plan is uh, really, really moderate. But that's it. That's for that's it for the Greens. Uh, you know, if they got another seat, I wouldn't complain. Uh, I at this point, I think I would be happy and they would be happy if they just kept the seat that they have, though. Well, from yeah. green, I think it's only logical to go to red. And I'm going to be talking about the Ontario Liberal Party. Quick, who's the leader of the Ontario Liberal Party without looking it up? Stephanie Del Duca. Ah, we got a Dukehead in the audience here tonight. <laughs> if you were to ask literally anybody outside of this who the leader was, I don't know if they could answer. I didn't also, know until today. Also, I don't think his first name is Stephanie. Uh, it may as well be. Why not? So <laughs> Stephen Del Duca, when, when Googling him, one of the top results in the Google search engine, and I know it's like, oh, your results are tailored to you. But this one, I've never searched this man before. And the mm. second result I got was Stephen Del Duca mouth. <laughs> so I clicked on the top well, now article. I gotta, now I gotta oh, look that up. I'm going to read it for you. Topinfoguide.com. Slash celebrities slash Stephen Del Duca. Stephen Del Duca. What's wrong with Stephen Del Duca's mouth and face? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should be asking this of more politicians. People, recently, I, We should be going up to Doug Ford and asking what that mouth do. People recently noticed the mouth and face development of Canadian politician Stephen Del Duca. <laughs> Sorry, that's just such a weird <laughs> sentence. Yeah. He is a vital part of Canadian politics. <laughs> like you overturned a rock. <laughs> And is front runner of the Ontario Liberal Party. Now he's the leader. I think this website. Okay, this article was written by Bamgibala Adayoyan. <laughs> so it's, also, it's definitely uh, like partially AI. Yeah. Uh, here's what it says: Duca is a descendant of an immigrant family. His grandparents came from Italy to Canada, and moreover, talked about his grandparents had a superior affect on him and his motive to affix politics. You know, (laughs) Uh that sentence, his father is Italian, his mother is Scottish. Now for the headline, 
what's wrong with Stephen Del Duca's mouth and face? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. you just said it. He's a he's Scottish and I uh, Italian. Italian. That's a- there have be opinions of why Stephen's mouth is completely totally different because of he has not talked about it. It can be seen that his lips is symmetry and movement, whereas talking are not often common. Duca okay. has talked about his idea and plans with reporter of CBC. Steve, Steve is married to his wife, Utila Amaral. The couple has mm-hmm. two children. According yes. to his website, he wishes to assemble Ontario, the place everyone has entry to equal different. <laughs> okay, so right. like, I'm sorry, can we get to the bones here? What is wrong with his mouth oh, and face? That's the entire article. That's it? <laughs> yeah. Can, okay, well, can I get your expert opinion as to what is wrong with he his really mouth He really doesn't face? look that bad. He's just a bald guy. He's but this is the guy who had, like, cum on his face that one Okay, time, yes. Right? So my friend did send me a message where Stephen Del Duca was on TV, and he did have a white stain on his face, and she did say that he was eating cum. And that's yeah. all I can think of. Uh, okay, That so just makes him the people's the thing, candidate. The as thing far as with I'm Del concerned. Duca is it just looks like his he has really small teeth, probably. What's wrong with this like lady? His, his mouth is always just kind of like really small and flat. Like he's got no lips. Um, the more I look at him, the worse he looks. One of the other articles this woman wrote on topinfoguide.com is Zach Efron's face. What happened to his face? And then it's dash Earth Day. <laughs> Sorry. the important points this is way more interesting than steven del duca anyways uh he's a carlton and osgood hall grad he's a lawyer he's been involved with politics at the provincial level since 2012 uh he lost the seat that he had won in 2014 and 2018 and he lost it to pc candidate michael tobolo Tobolo is instrumental for creating and this is one of my favorite parts of this italian heritage month <laughs> he yes. lost to a guy who created Italian Pride Month. That's rough. Del Duca, it was like a 26% drop as well. So he currently does not have a seat in the Ontario legislature. There you go. People that were yelling at me. <laughs> uh, in March 2020, he threw his name into the ring for the liberal leadership. And according to my friend, he only won because he's just like one of those freak fundraisers. Like he has nothing to contribute other than the fact that he can raise money. Uh, he mm-hmm. also, during the leadership debate, said that Kathleen Wynne pushed the party too far left, which tells you all you need to know about him. Yeah. Uh, I just highlighted a few of his policy points. He says that he's going to balance the budget by 26, 27. Uh, although he, he's confident they can do this. He says there's always unforeseen circumstances that could emerge. So what is the oh, Steven? Are okay. you going to balance it or cover not? Your What do you know that we don't? <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to do this thing, but there's a possibility I don't do it. He wants to build 1.5 million homes over 10 years. Uh, he wants to increase the minimum wage to $16 an hour in January, but then develop regional living wages, which is... What? It's going to be like $50. Yeah. yeah like, I, I need $100 an hour. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that won't breed contempt among the the constituents who already think that liberals are way too metropolitan. Uh, he where also, what he's basically saying is that he wants a higher minimum wage in Toronto than other yeah. places. He also wants to provide ten paid sick days for all workers. And this is good. Look look at this great language. He wants to study a four day work week. Mm. Uh, but okay. I will tell you right now, this is the game changer. Uh, he wants to remove the provincial portion of HST from prepared foods under $20. So no tax on food under 20 bucks. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, so I can I can get my my McNuggets and I don't have to crack a oh uh, no fifty be- because of inflation the McNuggets are twenty two dollars now. Oh fuck! Wait, uh, um, he wants to introduce a one percent corporate tax on profits above one billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's insane. That's so awesome. Before, before that's like the perfect on, lip service. Yeah. I need to say, and I, I've probably said this on the show before, but I need to bring it up every single time tax and food comes into play. If anyone remembers $5 footlongs, the mm. reserve had actual $5 footlongs where you would show up with a $5 bill and get a footlong sub That's because sweet. there was no taxes. And it was the coolest time to be alive as a teenager. Yeah, it all went downhill from there. Uh, yeah. He also wants to cut the cost of transit rides across the province to just $1, which would also be sweet. I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, that's a very good policy. That's a good idea. That's the thing. Like every fourth policy is not a bad one, but it's just surrounded by ridiculous things. Yeah, like straight up insulting shit. Like here's a a really good one. Here's a really good one. Forgive all student loans for nurses, paramedics, and other healthcare workers. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) Again, like I feel like all of this does... Like, it's not even, like, the classic liberal, like, means testing thing. It's just, like, segregating different parts of the population. Oh, like, yeah. R- people in rural areas versus the, the metro areas. Yeah. Uh, like, people in this field versus this field. And just being like, okay, just eliminating any hope of, A, solidarity, but, B, having, like, a diverse and large base that would be interested in these policies. Like, why not just give that to everyone? So, kind of similar to what uh, the NDP was talking about, class size is a big thing. They want to cap class sizes at 20 and hire 10,000 more teachers. But, interestingly, they don't talk about building more schools. So, uh, I guess... Portables for everybody? They will be eating your children. I'm sorry, it'll be a lottery. But that is Stephen Del Duca's Canada. <laughs> and we have put Hillary Clinton as a financial <laughs> member of the campaign. Yeah, she, she is going to just make sure everything runs smoothly here. Much like how the uh, Ontario Party put Roger Stone as one of their big like tentpole planners, the liberals have hired Hillary Clinton to eat the children. <laughs> uh, and then the big thing, the weird thing that Stephen Del Duca is just harping on is bringing back grade 13. High school, not a terrible. I agree. I think this is like his buck of beer, where it's like this is the defining thing for his campaign. It's weird, but it makes sense because the average Ontario voter does want to relive their high school glory days. Yeah, and not only that, but like 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 buck of beer, it's something you know, short, catchy. Everyone immediately understands it. And it harkens back to what the people voting liked to do when they were (laughs) like young. Yeah, it's exactly it's it's the nostalgia policy. Yes. Well, I I will just say my prediction for the liberals, they're going to pick up some seats because they're just completely (laughs) decimated right now. Uh, All they're going to do, though, is just steal more from the NDP. So thank you, Stephen Del Duca, master of disguise. You come eating freak. Fix your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> clean your mouth yeah, yeah. <laughs> wipe it off wipe that chin sorry Chance, come on please i want you to proceed though oh i was just gonna talk about how reintroducing grade 13 is actually a pretty solid idea i like and it that, i'm that's not, something I'm not that, kidding it's a good that's one. something that other parties should take up that's that's actually not a horrible idea i think they should make a grade 15 where you're I 21 think, years old and you can play high school sports still. <laughs> I think I think going into post secondary at 17, 18 is Insane. really fucked up yeah. because that's not even the time where, as a country, we decide to kick our kids out of the house yet. You know yeah, what I mean? I know. 
That's, that's what happened to me. I had to meet you guys, and now look at me. That's true. Dean is the case study. So that's the Liberal Party. Uh, one or two good policies, and then you have shit like a 1% corporate surtax <laughs> over for over a billion dollars of profits. I can't get Insane. over that. Yeah, Insane. that's awesome. Insane. It's like, like they're just like moving the decimal place around at random. I read that and I was so upset. I was like, fuck you, man. Fucking yeah. suck my cock. You weird turtle man. motherfucker. You know, 1% is a lot of money when you're talking about in the billions of dollars. But at the same time, it's like, there's so much more you could do. Yeah. <laughs> That's nothing. No. Uh, yeah, try 95. And then rounding yeah. us off, we have the reigning, defending world <laughs> Ontario provincial election champions. He got that yep. way. <laughs> the heavy, heavy, heavyweight champion. Only Doug can get it done. Doug's been wearing a do-rag lately. Yeah. You'd see that. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> He's like Vince McMahon in 2006. He's going to yeah. say the N-word. He's trying to get the David <laughs> Foster Wallace vote. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, Dean, tell us a little bit what very little there is about the Conservative Yeah, there is, they haven't posted any platform whatsoever, which, in fairness, awesome. why would they need to? You don't um, need to. Them talking has been detrimental for every single year that they've been in power. So, like, they've finally learned that if you just shut the fuck up, they'd probably do okay. Yeah, yeah, no, like, e- even, even, like, during the, the lowest, yeah, all of the lowest points of the <laughs> Ford premiership so far have been him hosting press conferences. Yeah. So, as long as he's out of the spotlight and no one's really thinking about him, then he's golden. If you go through the site, uh, it's mostly just here's Doug and then like big pictures of Doug uh, and then uh, attack ads against Horvath uh, calling her like a nag uh, who Classic. who only criticizes and complains. Bitch. Yeah, that's that's a nail in a coffin for her. She's fucking donezo. And then Del Duca, uh, they just say is like a win crony. It's like, oh, do you want to go back to how things were when Win was in charge? To which I say, I, I don't know. I was in high school. I wasn't really paying attention. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I just I, I stumbled across this little fun fact that this has nothing to do with anything. But yeah, we all remember uh, Kyla Ford. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Kyla's cool uh, cookies. Yeah, it was. No, it was worse than that. It was Kai Kai's cookies. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> She's yeah. So, cool. so she they made her change the name because of the unfortunate initialism there. Yeah. She, she uh, changed it to the Kaysler instead. <laughs> <laughs> what why is everyone mad it's not about black people anymore yeah <laughs> but did you also know that ford has three other daughters whose no. names are krista kayla and kara all uh, of which have k's cool. very strange uh, also kyla before she was in the cookie business was a bodybuilder yeah, uh, awesome. This is like a perfect, like, failed daughter trajectory. That's how she met her cop husband. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, actually, that's yeah. how she met her cop husband. Was that's so cool. Bodybuilding in- Instagram is how she met her cop husband. <laughs> that's one of the most deranged places in the world as well. It's, it's also it's also very, like, Ontario. Oh, you 100%. <laughs> be, like, posting uh, Insta pics of you bodybuilding. One and then quick, you end up marrying a cop. Ten second aside, a guy I played football with in high school got into bodybuilding, and he posted a picture from one of his meets, and he put on so much bronzer that it looked like he was wearing blackface. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dean has seen that picture. I have. Yeah, yeah I remember it's, that it's one. It's an all time. Very good. It's so that's funny. awesome. 
But uh, yeah, they're just not posting anything, nor should they, because when you're the champion, you don't have to win. You just have to not lose. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Like, I don't know. Like, if you want, we could relitigate like the 2016 Ford premiership so far. Uh, You know, just the complete bungling of COVID response that was turned out to be absolutely useless. And, uh, you know, I think it's safe to say saved no lives. Uh, and just made everyone angry and miserable. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. that's not going to hurt him at all. Uh, Bob Ray, even Ryan, like we we died. were talking about Buckabeer. Uh, Buckabeer, I believe, to be the most genius policy I've seen at any level of government in my entire life. I feel like that was divine inspiration, Buckabeer. He, de- I feel like it's pretty safe to say Ford would have won without Buckabeer, but with Buckabeer, oh, yeah. like fucking landslide. Yeah, as, yep. as um, it will be again. My man's got and it. well, and like classically, like as we all know, Buckabeer was instated, and it affected no change whatsoever. Because why would any beer manufacturer uh, charge less for the beer that you were going to pay buck twenty five for, however much mm-hmm. anyway? Yep, just you know, hilarious. But again. It didn't matter. What mattered was the slogan that got people to vote. No one's going to hold Buckabeer against Ford this time around. Well, yeah, because the, the deep state stopped him from doing it. Yeah. The swamp. No, naturally. Yeah. Well, he's getting rid of all the wetlands, right. so we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. He's literally draining, draining the, the swamps. Swamp. And y'all, yeah. y'all are trying to take a king down in his prime. Andrea yeah. Horvath, swamp creature. Stephen Del Duca, yeah, my... literally a wetlands creature. He's a turtle man. Where all my Shrek stands at? Come on, we got to get this guy out of here. Yeah, Doug's got a Pringle can down there, and he looks like Shrek. So why would you vote for anyone else? Yeah, <laughs> but I, I don't know. if Do you guys have anything other interesting to say about the conservatives? We no. could Again, like, I could just list all of the terrible things that have ah, happened in the last nah, four years. No, but, okay. we've you know, covered them. We've, we, we all know. We've we all know that, them. yeah. Without a doubt, the worst, I guess, barring uh, the Ontario party and the new black back the blue party, where the fuck uh, is <laughs> back the uh, blue party? That'd be sick. They should have called themselves that. Yeah, they they missed an opportunity there. That's a there. blown layup. But uh, yeah, he's without a doubt the worst candidate, uh, and without a doubt going to maintain his premiership. Yeah, he's actually going to get one hundred percent of the votes. It's crazy. He's going to have yeah, Saddam he's, numbers. He's, he's putting up Jeb numbers. We're also. Am I allowed to announce this that we will be talking about that live on election? Oh night? yes, that is. Oh true. yes, we're not going to be talking about fucking politics. Oh no, we're mostly going to be talking about how ugly the people running yeah. for MPP we're are. We're going to be saying pussy and piss, and, and we're going to yes. we're going to be laughing at news reporters and other places in, just to ensure that we never get a job in broadcast. Yeah. I'm going to be reading yeah. more articles from topinfoguide.com. Rocks. <laughs> and we're we're also going to find out if Dean is wrong, which is I'm going to be actively drunk. What? I'm going to be actively drunk during our, our live broadcast. <laughs> yeah, Megan can't stop him. That's, That's right. True. That's true. She can't hold him back. And we might even set up the calling in feature. Oh, um, yeah, that'll that be fun. That was always the highlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we will have updates for sure. If you want to call on in our and Instagram yourself. It's like you're on the show with us. That's true. Yeah. And it's election yeah. night and you can be drunk too. Yeah, you better be. In, in fact, <laughs> I recommend yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much telling you as long as you drive after. No. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, yeah. On election night, June 2nd, 2022, uh, grab a Chardonnay, nay, grab a beer, grab a whiskey, whatever tickles mm-hmm. your fancy and listen to uh, some of the dumbest people alive. Just uh, talk and shop for 
don't know, a couple hours. How long are elections? I'm Googling how long are elections. Yeah, how long? A month. Whoa. <laughs> hey, what? How are we going to do that? Bring your sleeping bags, boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, think of it as our, uh, you know, semi-annual jury duty where we get called <laughs> into the stands and we have to... I don't know what whatever juries do. I yeah, just know they, they get have days to off work. they have to testify. find Johnny Depp innocent. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do our due diligence. Uh, we're going to report on the election and uh, probably not in the most efficient way. Fuck, um, fuck, no, <laughs> fuck. But dude. you know what? If you want to take a break from staring at your monitors and looking at it as if you invested into the best ape slurp juice you could mm. possibly find, you know. Give us a give us a ring ding. We'll give you more info as it comes up. Yeah, uh, we'll but be... keep your eyes peeled on the Instagram page, which is also always in the uh, description of the podcast. Yeah, the Bucket oh, Slurp yeah. Extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're out of here, folks. I I want to thank you all for listening this week. Uh, this was another great time, and uh, I miss you, Megan. Come yeah. home. Yeah, come back. Yeah, bye.